What have you done? That would be a wonderful question to be asked when you are standing at the gates of heaven. What have you done? Now, we could go back to our Reformation service if you were here then, when Pastor Nate tried to convince us that everything was about grace, and I tried to convince you that works were a lot more important than we sometimes give them credit for. But here is Pilate standing in front of Jesus, but I don't think he's talking about works or grace. I think Pilate wants to know, what made people so angry with you? Why would your own people have chosen to take in one of their rabbis and brought him to my court? What in the world could make somebody that angry with you? And maybe in, in some ways in this, we have an idea that Pilate's also looking for an out, looking for some way to be able to say to Jesus, well, that doesn't sound so bad. That's really not worth handing you over for. But I wonder how we would answer that question and even how would we answer that question for Jesus? Because one of the things we like to say is when Jesus is standing in front of Pilate and Pilate asks him, what have you done? We'd like to stand up and be the defense and say nothing. He hasn't done anything. And I hope Jesus would look at us and go, come on. Are you kidding me? You don't think I've done anything? And then we'd have to start to take an account not just of what Jesus has done, but also what is Jesus calling us to do? How are we supposed to now think about answering that question for us? Well, for the Jews, it might be one of those questions when people ask Jesus, what have you done? His answer might be, I completely rewrote everything you thought about Messiah. Savior. I, I, I took everything that you wanted and I kind of turned it upside down because you wanted the return of glory the way you had it under David as the anointed one, the Messiah, the one that you even called Lord. I took everything about David's power and I turned it around on you a little bit. Messiah and Savior mean something completely different now than they did when you were thinking about it in terms of the Old Testament concept of Messiah. Jesus could say, what I did was I came and I promoted peace. I mean, I actually promoted the fact that people could get along with one another rather than constantly feeling as if they were going to be the next opportunity to be in power. Jesus might say, what I did was I looked at my followers and they said, when are you going to finally lead us into battle? And Jesus said, we're constantly in battle with the forces of evil that are all around us. I want to take on the battles of your own soul, of your own spirit, and see what might come of them. Somebody could say to Jesus, what have you done? 
And Jesus could say, I took all of the laws and I started making people question what God's intent for the law was in the first place. And so I offered forgiveness to people that were previously told that they were such sinners that they would never be allowed in the kingdom of God. And just to convince people how much they would be forgiven, I offered an ultimate sacrifice, which is why I'm standing in front of you now, Jesus could say to Pilate. For the people understand a little bit about sacrifice, it's still a part of their heritage. And if they can understand true freedom, and if they understand that through my own very life, then that's what I'm willing to do. And so when he finishes up talking to Pilate and he tells him, this is what I came for. I came to just proclaim the truth. And if you, if you know the truth, if you, if you listen to my voice, you just find your way into that. What have you done? Jesus simply loved those who were called sinners. He interrupted the life of right and wrong, interrupted what we always thought we knew, or even if we didn't know it, we didn't know how to change it, and Jesus simply stepped in the middle, really stepped in front of stones that were about to be thrown, and interrupted that process. Along the way, Jesus unveiled a new sense of what power might be like. As Matt and, and we chanted that psalm together, and we hear about the kind of power that people were expecting. There in verse 4, mightier than the sound of many waters, mightier than the breakers of the sea, mightier than all of that is the Lord. And what they were hoping for is somebody who could command such power that they would be stronger, bigger, louder than all of that. And instead, Jesus simply calmed the storm. Didn't try to overpower it, simply took away its power. So we could understand the power of, of calm, the power of peace, and how it resides in our, in our hearts, how it resides in our lives. And then we hear from Leslie as she read to us from the book of Revelation. And we hear about Jesus Christ, the faithful witness who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood. What have you done? Jesus would say, I simply took on your sins. He could stand there in front of Pilate because we're told there in verse 7 that look, he's coming with clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, even those who convicted him, even those who put him on the cross. They would now be able to understand what it means that Jesus comes in a new way, ushering, ushering a new era into the world 
on behalf of a God who loves us so much that God would hand over the only Son God had that we might know something new. And so Jesus says, you say that I'm a king. Well, we have it on the title of the bulletin today, Christ the King. It's just a little different. We hear it just a a little differently. The reign of God is just a little simpler and more complex all at the same time. It should be simple enough. Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. God's kingdom could be that simple. We make it complex because we are still people caught in a a bondage to sin, caught in the ways that tell us that, that power is to be exercised in certain ways, that abuses of power sometimes are looked at and ignored if they benefit us rather than uh, those around us, that we don't call out abuses of power. At least they didn't in Jesus' day. Sounds a lot like today. What have you done? I'd like to think at least sometimes I could say I I just interrupted. I interrupted a system that made somebody think they weren't worthy and I invited them in to know a God who loves them. I'd like to think I interrupted a system that was built on power staying and power for power's sake and instead brought power into people's lives who desperately need to know that that someone cares for them. I'd like to think I interrupted a system where everybody would say, I can tell what's sin and I can tell what's not. And instead, I was able to say, I simply want to be able to identify love. What have you done? Jesus acted like a leader, worthy of the kingdom of heaven. I'd simply like to act sometimes like a servant of that king. If if in just a, a small way, I could be an interruption and usher in a word of forgiveness, a word of acceptance, a word of love. That's the kind of truth that I think God is looking for from us. Amen.